Welcome back, everybody, to the next episode of the Steel Target Paint Podcast. We've got a special guest today, but as always, my partner in crime on this podcast. What's up, Jeff? and Steve Foster here. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. How are things with you? Oh, fantastic. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Well, we got our special guest. He's on for, I don't know, more than the second time. Uh, he goes by the moniker Mr. Steel on Zoom. It's the one and only Zach Jones. Zach, how you doing? Hey, thank you. I'm doing great. And a shout out to, um, oh, now his name escapes me. I had it in my mind. The guy who, who came up with uh, Mr. Steel. I'll think of it while we're talking. But anyway, that, I didn't come up with that name. That name was given to me by someone else. Uh, wasn't it Jeff Wooten? Jeff Wooten. That's the man. Yep. Thanks, Jeff. And, and, and don't feel bad about forgetting stuff because, you know, to this day, I'll never live down the fact that, you know, I talked about an earlier <laughs> podcast, one of the greatest shooters of all time, and he's got so many accomplishments. And I went, and then it was just dead air. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then I made up about 25 names. I think 26, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, that's Rob Latham. Uh, Okay, well, Zach, you know, we're going to, we, we, we talked to Mike last uh, episode on, this, on the uh, World Speed Shoot 2020, and I uh, wanted to talk a little bit more uh, about that uh, match with you, but from your perspective, um, because there's a lot of things that you do at this match, it's the biggest match that's been put on for the last three years, and, and what it takes to put on a match this size. I mean, you're not the only guy involved, but you're definitely involved in it from, you know, the very beginning. How's that sound? Yeah, that, that's fine, and it's it's true. What Mike said last week is that it really is a team effort. Oh, you know, absolutely. You know, I, I do the registration stuff. Um, you know, Jake and uh, Michael Brooks handle all the sponsorship stuff, and then there's some people that you never see, such as Heather from the home office that we work with. Uh, like, if somebody needs a refund, then she handles that. So. There is a, a big team that goes into putting this match on. Well, you know, uh, the, the Steel Challenge uh, World Speed Shoot is, is your guy's baby, and, you know, they always say it takes a village uh, to raise a child, and it absolutely does. There are a number of people from, you know, as you pointed out, the home office, yourself, uh, the people on the ground, all the ROs, everybody who had any involvement in the match. Um, I would just like to say thank you because... It, it went off great. Everybody at the CMP, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of people at the CMP who are involved um, and, and driving around and making sure that, uh, you know, waters are out there. Uh, water was definitely uh, a valued commodity as far as it was used a lot, and I never went to a, a cooler and it wasn't full, so that was appreciated from my perspective. Steve, what do you think of the match? Steve. Oh, I thought you were talking to Zach. I know. I just was trying to get this whole this baby analogy in my head. I, I was preparing to ask Zach, you know, hey, there's some good times with baby, so what do you think the couple of good times were at the match? And then let's talk about the dirty diaper. What what did go so well? That's that's where my head was at, Jeff. So I I had a blast at the match, but I let's talk about Let's talk about Zach. What, what do you think are one of the two things that went extremely well at the match from your perspective? Well, okay, first off, I'm going to step away from being part of the match staff and be a dad for just a moment. Um, the, 
the best thing that happened at the match for me this year was uh, my son, Zach Jr., shot the match. And um, last year was his first time being there. He didn't shoot. He just worked the match. And uh, Mike Foley and Troy and Jake said, you're going to shoot this match with us next year. So, um, so Zach was like, okay, sure. And uh, so this year he did that. He shot it on a squad with Mike, Jake, and Troy, and I didn't shoot that that particular squad because I was doing the registration stuff, but I did come down and watch as much as I could, and he ended up shooting eight personal best at the match, so as a dad... Wow, that's awesome. That's That's awesome. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, so as a dad, I couldn't be more proud of him than, uh, than, than, you know, knowing that he accomplished it. I, on the other hand, didn't shoot any personal best, so that's the dirty diaper, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You know, it was great seeing Zach Jr. there. He uh, he played a pivotal role. I know he was helping out shuttle people to and from and even diving into the award ceremony. He was a bouncer in his former life because nobody was getting through that door unless their name was called. So it was, it was great seeing him. I, w- I will say, though, I was a little bit sad. I didn't get to see your better half donna again but uh hope she's doing well and we look forward to seeing her soon oh well thank you and she is doing well or or as i say when everybody says how's donna my typical answer is mean as ever which (laughs) Uh, just to be clear um, donna donna zach said that not jeff or steve oh yeah zach that's right Uh, she knows because i'll say it in front of her um but now, uh, you know, in, in talking a little bit about her, there's some things that probably a lot of people don't know, and I'll share that with you guys and with the listening audience, is that last year after the World Speed, a few weeks later, she actually suffered a mild stroke, and um, she's recovered from it completely, and, you know, she's been cleared to, sh- to shoot if she wants to, but... Um, with everything, the uncertainty of COVID and all, you know, there's high risk and then there's higher risks. Um, and we just felt that it would be better for her to take this year off. I mean, there's going to be, you know, plenty more world speed shoots, but there's only one of her. So I'd rather her skip a year and come back next year and, um, you know, you know, be there and helping out doing registration and things that she does. No, that's a so, wise choice. Absolutely. Yeah. There better be a lot more because I got to make it to super senior. No, yeah. There, there's going to be plenty. Well, we know where it's going to be well, that, for the next three years. Uh, again, for our listeners or those people that haven't listened yet or uh, aren't on any of the Facebook groups or are basically living under a rock, uh, the World Speed Shoot home for the next three years will be the CMP Marksmanship Park at Talladega. And next year, it will be uh, April 14th through the 18th. 14th through the 18th. Thanks, Zach. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, yeah. I got a confession. Uh, I'm it. not sure if I should share, share this with Zach on the phone. Something happened to me at the World Speed Shoot, and I kind of looked to the right, looked to the left, didn't see anything, like, uh, broken, so I kept it moving. But, Zach, I got to come clean. So I'm over there walking around like a boss my range tactical tactical gear cart and use discount code Steve Foster for 10% off. Sorry for the quick <laughs> plug. 
but there was like these some wires hanging down with some antennas ah. that yeah, it wasn't range tactical gear, uh, Diva umbrella proof. So uh, I did snag it a little bit. I didn't rip anything down. I didn't hear any crackle. So what was that? I what was what did I run into? Ah, uh, okay. What that was is, well, let me go back just a little bit. When they decided to put the tent city where accelerators normally set up, that meant that I needed to come up with a better approach for the Wi-Fi coverage. So what we ended up doing was the access points that we have for the one that goes on outer limits and the one that would normally be on accelerator, we hardwired those instead of just using what they call mesh technology. And so to do that, we had to run a cable and so that's what you ran into was a, a Ethernet cable that was providing power to that access point that was uh, attached to the, the shelter there. So we watched out. We tried to get it as high off the ground as we possibly could, but, you know, over time the, uh, the cable started to sag and things like that. So fortunately, no harm was done, and, uh, you know, the scores kept getting posted like they should be. Oh, thank goodness, because if I would have broke something, I would have said Jeff Jones pushed my cart. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so, let's, so let's touch on, I was going to say, let's yeah, touch go, on the technology a little there, Zach. Um, you know, for those that may not have noticed it, and you may not have noticed it until you got home or, or got on your phone or got on your email program uh, after the match, as soon as you shot a stage and the approve button was hit and within... A very small amount of time, um, I received an email of my stage scores with the string times and the total time. Um, that was pretty darn cool. Um, how is that accomplished? Okay. Um, that's, that's a feature that's built into the iOS version of practice score. Um, that's why I use the iPads, because I really like that feature. Um, just to give you a little background, when, when we come to the match, there's a reason why we drive a Honda Pilot, and that's because we bring so much junk with us. Um, I bring 24 iPads because I have eight in the morning, eight in the afternoon, and then I have eight spares, which probably don't need eight spares, but, you know, I have them, so I bring them. So um, what happens is you enable a feature that's called score logging. And because we have live internet um, at the CMP, what happens is when you hit approve, the file is sent to what they call the score log server, and that's that the basically the email information. And so the score log server, um, that is a part of practice score, is what actually sends out the email. So all along. Um, if you noticed on every single shelter, there was either a large rectangle-looking access point or a smaller one with, uh, with rabbit ear antennas. And so the way it works is each access point can talk to another access point along the line. And so all of that feeds back to the main access point there that's under the little shelter where Zach and I normally hang out. Um, and then 
that's where we have our our um, our internet connection, which is actually provided through a cellular modem that USPSA provides. So you can thank USPSA for that feature in a in a way because if we didn't have it, what would what would happen is they would be queued up on the tablet until I got to uh, some other real Wi-Fi where I had internet connectivity. Then then they would be sent out in mass, but but that's a really neat thing because last year, um, Rick from USPSA headquarters was shooting the match with us, and he asked me to videotaping. And literally, as soon as we finished shooting and I hit stop to record, by the time I could walk from there back to the shelter, I saw the email pop up on his screen that, that he got his scores. And that also syncs it back to the main uh, master tablet as well, correct? No. No? That, no, no, that I still have to pull the scores from the um, individual stage tablet, but that's the beauty of the way it's set up there at the CMP is with everything in a long line and with all the access points, I can literally sit where we sit and pull scores from all eight stages um, without having to go down to each stage and wait until there's an opportunity to pull scores. I can I can pull scores, and that's why most of the time, as soon as the match or one of the flights is over, scores are posted up on practice score because I, you know, when I see squads moving, I'll go and pull scores because I know that the range officers aren't busy running shooters. Excellent. So for those people that are listening that, you know, run some major matches, you know, this is some pretty cool technology. And, uh, I'm sure Zach would be more than happy to talk to you. Um, his email is zach at uspsa.org and, uh, and give you the rundown because I have to admit, um, you know, a lot of us, many times I would be like, oh, man, I didn't get my scores from two stages ago. Just go right to my email and they're right there. Yeah, and it's Zach with a K, by the way, not H. There you go. Yep. And, and Zach, also I would imagine um, – Another side benefit to that is if there's any sort of uh, arbitration or people that are contesting their scores, they have it and they can do it immediately until, you know, waiting until after the matches, uh, the matches are. So I think that's a, an added benefit. It is. And a number of times um, people would come over and say, oops, on this particular stage, they accidentally scored my, say, RFRO on RFPO. Um, you know, that, sure. that did happen, and we were able to resolve it in a timely manner so that, you know, somebody, you know, ended up not having to wait till the end of the match and saying, oh, well, my scores are wrong, let's fix it. We were able to fix it before. Basically, between flights, we were able to get it resolved over lunch. So. Well, see, I think that's what happened. I think, I think Neil Norman actually shot PCCO, and they scored it on his RFPI, or Norm <laughs> Neal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey Zach, what other what one other question before we leave the technology? Sure. I, I may need to insight uh, an insider track on this because I tried password. I love Prez Mike. I put in <laughs> beards are sexy, but I couldn't. I, what's the password, man? So I can hook up on that thing, so I can surf the web while I'm uh, shooting. But that's not why we're there. We're not there to be surfing the web, dude. That's that's after the match. 
You, you, how do you go Facebook Live? You know, come yeah. on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I got to exactly. use my cellular. <laughs> okay, I know, right? <laughs> now think about it, Steve. We're there at the match. What are we using to score? Practice score. So wouldn't you think I love practice score would be a good password? Ooh. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, I tried Jake work. is my boo. I tried a bunch <laughs> of things. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't crack it. Yeah. El Prez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Zach is now writing on a whiteboard to Zach Jr. Go change the password. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To do this for 2021, change password. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Maybe, maybe. Go ahead with that again, Steve. You kind of broke up. Sorry, I said maybe password password would be the safest play at this point in time. Ooh, yeah, you, you know, hide yeah. in plain <laughs> sight that, right up front. Use that <laughs> at right. sign, you know, instead of the A. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, Zach, you know, again, registration, people are checking in, making sure their uh, USPSA number is, is set correctly. They're shooting the right guns, and, 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 and people change them. Um, I'm sure at the match. Um, and when you think about it for one person doing that, it's probably not so bad, but that's probably got to be a little bit of a, a little bit of work for you to have to do all that consistently instead of just checking people in. What are your feelings about that? Well, some changes are easy to make and others aren't. Um, if it's just a simple matter of changing a division, um, that's easy. You just go into the tablet and change it. And the only thing I have to do is not only change the division, but change their class. If they know what they're classified in the new division, then I can change that. If not, what I'll do is I'll set their class to you. And then um, at the end of that flight, I'll run the, the classification update. And that way, um, when the scores are posted, they'll be in the right class. Uh, and that's but, probably yeah. why we don't put our class in when we sign up. Well, I, I don't ask for classification when we sign up for a couple of reasons. One, that's one. Um, the second one is I know that there's a huge rush to get registered, you know. Um, and so that's another field that I don't need that value at this time. So why should I ask you for it? Um, gotcha. You know, then the other thing is, um, once I download the match onto, onto the tablet and everything, it's a matter of, of pressing one button to download the classification update file and update everybody's classification in the match at once instead of, you know, you, know, you putting it in at the time of registration. And then by the time the match rolls around, if things go well for you, it's likely you're going to be in a different class anyway, unless you're already a GM. So, you know, the potential for the class data to be outdated from the time you register until the time the match starts, I don't need it. Gotcha. Now, how does that work? You know, because, uh, again, this match, um, towards the end there, you must, you know, within about four weeks, three weeks, two weeks, whatever it happens to be, you've probably got to do something where you're going in and looking at, you know, how many awards are we going to actually give out? Is that something you guys have to do? We do. And, and what we do is, um, you know, Jake will say, okay, I need a list of this. And Mike will need a list of how many are, are registered by division 
and things like that. So I'll download the match on the practice score and then run the classification update and say, okay, well, as of this date, we're, we have so many seniors, so many juniors, so many preteens and all that for each of the categories. And then we do the same thing for each division and each class. And so I have a spreadsheet that I update whenever they want the, the updated data and send it to them. And, and so, you know, because there's lead time for ordering the plaque and, and trophies, we have to have a cut update. Say, okay, we're going to base everything on registration as it stands right now. Um, and so, you know, we we do that, and then they just, they order it, and everything shows up to match, and then we give out what we what we have. If if we don't have an award like this year, we owe a medal to uh, Timothy Guerrero, and um, that's on the way. Uh, you know, we have to order that after the match. Gotcha. Yeah, because I went into the um, uh, the opposite of that uh, for one of the senior divisions I shot. Um, the, the day I shot it, there were six people, six seniors in the division, but by the end of the match, there was only four. And I don't know what the rule number is, but by the rules, you got to have five in the category. So they did not distribute that award. So it works right. both ways. It it does, and and there that happens at every match. There are times when when we order stuff in advance that we end up with excess and um, those, you know, ha unfortunately have to get thrown away because the date is on the um, logo. So if it, if it didn't have that, we could save it for next year. Gotcha. Hey, back, back to, uh, you know, along these lines with the category awards, is it just the first place or is it uh, the, the same divisional number of entries, I can't remember what it is, 10, 15, 20. Does that apply to the, to the categories or the special categories or not? Categories are, are always one deep, and then your class is where we do multiples. So, you know, for um, each class, it's depending upon how many there were, a minimum of 10, and so what we did is if there was 10, we had first place 20, we did first and second 30, we did first, second, and third. Um, so, you know, in one case, there was, there was only 29, and the guy who was listed as third place said, hey, I think I'm doing a, a thing, and I had to say, well, unfortunately, we needed one more, uh, so I don't have anything for you. Yeah, you know, I, I just would, uh, ahead, I would ahead, just, sorry, I would just, I would just recommend that for the categories, the same rules apply to the division. That's just my opinion, so I'll, uh. I'll officially request that, Zach. Although none of those uh, categories are, uh, apply to me, but I think it'd be <laughs> cool, especially like the ladies and juniors. And maybe when you start this new uh, adult um, <laughs> category, 27 through 49, yeah, <laughs> yeah, then I got a shot. I appreciate that, Zach. You're a good man. <laughs> so, so you want you want to do like three deep or whatever based upon the number of, of people that are in a category? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, I am, especially if you're talking about, you know, youth. And I, I'm always a fan of giving youth hardware, especially if they earn it. Um, you know, if there's 30 youth shooters and we can afford uh, award first, second, and third, hey, I'd chip in my own money to pay for those awards. Not that okay. Mike doesn't have deep enough pockets, you know what I mean? So we'll call it the Steve Foster Jr. Award. 
I, I like I'm it. all in. I'm all in. We can make that happen. All right, it'll be something nice engraved. Laser engraved. Laser engraved. Do you yes. know a guy with one of those machines, Steve? Oh, I do, and he's been playing around and having the time of his life. Yeah, I just saw the video of the uh, TK Superfans gun getting uh, uh, engraved. You, you know, yeah, watching that's... that laser is like watching um, a CNC machine. You, know, oh, yeah. you can just watch those chips fly all day and never get bored. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's talk. Do you remember how many awards were given out? I don't know if you actually had an actual count, but it was probably well over 50, don't you think? Yeah, I would say so. I, I don't have an actual count right here in front of me. I just um, ran but, the numbers. Um, you know, 633 shooters in the match, uh, or 633 guns, 244 unique shooters um, with probably about 50 awards being given out. I think that's pretty good. About 20% of the people got some, or 20% of the guns, you know, got an award. Yeah. Pretty good. And everybody that was there or their proxy also got to walk the prize table and sometimes multiple prize tables. So that was good. Did you get your koozie? I didn't, but <laughs> I... I actually got a grab bag, and I was just happy as can be with the stuff that was inside of it. So, you know, a lot of that stuff that was in the grab bag was also out there on the uh, save tables. Uh, a lot of that was provided by Hoppies, um, and I know a number of times uh, I'd walk by and I'd see people, you know, either doing a quick clean of their gun or a quick bore snake. Or uh, uh, I personally like the lead wipes. Uh, keeping your hands clean. Um, whether or not I actually had lead in my hands, I don't know, but I just like clean hands, and so I appreciated those. Nice Definitely. Touch. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I got, um, I didn't try it yet, but I got one of those uh, magazine loaders. I saw one guy in our squad using them one afternoon, and it looked really neat. It looks like a, an easy way to load your, um, your 9 millimeter mag, so I, I'm looking forward to trying that out. Different than the, the the classic one, I think a lot of people have, which is the Up Lula. A little different. Yes, yeah, nice. it is. Um, this one, you insert the magazine and it locks into place, and then you've got like a little, uh, you know, uh, it reminds me of a pair of scissors, if you will, the handle on scissors mm -hmm. that you squeeze and then you put the bullet down in there. Well, that's cool. We're gonna need yeah. a, uh, we're gonna need a live FaceTime video on the uh, first use. Of that. Okay, get on that, okay. you, please. Yeah, I'll I'll knock it out. <laughs> no problem. Well, you know, one question we did ask uh, Mike, um, and and we're gonna ask you uh, again because you'll be involved in in getting the match set up on practice ground. I'm sure is. So the match is the 14th through the 18th of April. When do you think the registration is gonna open? Well, Mike leaked it last week, so I'm basically going to confirm his leak and provide a little bit of additional detail. So, um, Saturday, December the 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern is when registration will open up. Um, I've already got the match listed on practice score. We've already gotten the, you know, even though... We run the match. We still go through the process. So I've submitted the 
application for the match through practice score, not through practice score, but through USPSA, and that's been approved and all that. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're ready to go. Good. So December 5th at 8 a.m. No, p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, p.m. Yeah, I, I, I the, said that for, for uh, Kurt Grimes and all our California friends. Uh, I was going to say, our West Coast friends already <laughs> hate me for the time, so I tried to be nice to them and move it from 7 to 8 to give them a little extra time to get home from the range on Saturday so they can shoot. I mean, so they can shoot their match and get home and register. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, you know, talking about registration, um, and, and Mike, uh, we also talked to him about that. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that shoot multiple guns. Um, Steve, how many did you shoot at this match? I shot five. You shot five. Zach, how about you? Three. And, and I shot, I shot yeah. eight. Right. Now... Register. I added two later on when spots opened up, but on the day it opened, I put in six. And I don't know, remember the stats, but two, three, maybe four hours, the match was sold out, or pretty close to sold out. Pretty this close, year. yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it, it completely filled the first night of registration, but it didn't take long. I mean, you know, the weekend always fills almost instantly right um and then you know we work backwards into the week to fill as we as we need to um but i also know people that that will purposely um take the wednesday or thursday slot because it's easier for them to squad with their buddies and sure. so you know a, a group from ohio did that specifically this year it's like uh, you know, John Maple and, and all of his teammates squatted uh, on Thursday because they said, hey, we can get all of our team or all the members that we want to squad together to do that. So so that works well. I mean, it would be nice if we could have enough room for everybody to shoot only on the weekends. But, you know, we only have so much daylight and things like that. So not everybody can shoot on the weekend. Yeah, and I'm fortunate for myself where I'm just trying to get in the match. But, you know, there's some people with two shooters in a family or even more. And, uh, you know, on those morning squads, they could, take up, they could take up the whole squad almost. You know, with only eight guns being on a morning squad. And if they wanted to shoot together, definitely be tough. So we talked to Mike, you know, and, and there's been rumblings about the whole grocery cart registration. Um, What's your take on that? Well, that that's something that that practice Corp and Ken Nelson and his staff are are keenly aware that that we want and we need and, and why we need it. And um, you know, Mike mentioned that we all go home with a punch down list of things that we need to work on for next year. That's one that's on my list. So I have been in touch with Ken Nelson um, and. We, you know, we talked about the process again, and he said that he was going to meet with his team and get back to me with the latest status on that. So, you know, so we're, we're still working on it, and hopefully it's something that we will have in time for registration this year. I mean, if you think about it, we're not, not talking about a whole lot of time before registration opens. It's already October, 
and we're going to open it up in December. So hopefully we'll have it, but I can't make any promises. Well, if not, I forget who it was. It might have been Stephen Hart or somebody. I've heard a number of people say this. You know, on December 5th, I'm going to have five windows open, ready to start going and, and getting all my guns registered. Right, and, and I think you were the one who said that um, you register every gun as ISR and then change the division later because that's the first on the list or whatever. Actually, I think carry optics is listed first. But. Yeah, that was one of my secrets. Just, just whatever yeah. defaults, get it in and get a slot, and then you can go back and edit that later to the gun you want. So right. it'll be interesting to see, you know, after day one, oh, we've got 75 ISR shooters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How was your registration uh, experience, Steve? Oh, I, <laughs> I told you on the podcast with Foley, I just got to re-up my Prozac and get ready to do it. <laughs> it's, it's very stressful. <laughs> And it is so, because I live, uh, you know, thanks for bringing that up, Zach. Yeah, I live out in the country so I can have a home range, and the Internet is not the best. There it is. But, there it is. Uh, Every episode. Yeah, Every episode. Yeah, you, you like that? You like that? You like that? There's so a trade-off. Yeah. Which would you rather have, yeah. fast Internet or a home range? Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I've got a steady DSL, so it's, it's actually been reliable. But, boy, it's not the fastest thing you've ever seen. So I, 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 I don't have a pro I, range, but I have fast Internet. So. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do, sir. So I'm a huge proponent. I'm a huge proponent of having it uh, similar to the USPSA with some of the bigger matches. You have to, you know, you have to uh, classify or, um, you know, participate in other matches in order to qualify and, uh, you know, get sent an entry. And you sign up, and it's less stressful. Sounds You're talking good. about yeah. pre-registration. Pre yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, again, you know, I think the, the a la carte is going to be, or, or grocery cart is going to be nice, um, but that's just going to get your guns in. It's, there's still the issue of, of getting on the squads, um, and I'm not sure if that's going to be part of it. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see when that comes out, how that's going to work. Um, yeah, and hopefully it'll work well. I, yeah, hope I hope so. I, I don't know exactly how they'll implement it. I mean, you know, I'm obviously not part of the practice score development team and, and not participating in any of the development team meetings. Um, but you know, based upon the conversations that we have, they do have a, a clear understanding of what we want, and um, hopefully they'll they'll be able to provide it for us. Sounds good. So we All right, Zach. Go ahead, go ahead Steve. I, I was just going to say, the other, uh, the other comment that I read out on Facebook was from Zach Grubb. He wants to know uh, what's going to happen to the peak times next year, Zach. What, <laughs> what, what do you have to say about all that? Well, I, I used this comment when we were talking on the, uh, the pre-World Speed shoot, and that is, um, I have no comment. And that's because I promised Zach last night that we wouldn't talk about it. So I'm going to keep my <laughs> oh, word. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll talk after uh, we're done recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we'll turn I, mean, the recording. I, I, I will say this: that you know the rules require us to perform a review after the world speed shoot, and we will perform that review. Sure. So, there. 
I can, I'm in compliance with the rules, and I didn't break my promise to Zach. Well, you know, I, I've what actually done the analysis. Well, uh, I've I've done the analysis, and uh, we've yet to set the meeting. Um, I will say this: the new peak time for rimfire rifle open will not be 56 seconds. Mm, that's too bad. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Bigger than a bread box, yeah. smaller than a Cadillac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, again, you know, let's touch base on the peak times. In many of these divisions, you know, the shooters have just taken it to a whole new level. And we have to realize uh, what rimfire rifle and, and, and the rifle divisions have only been around for five or six years tops. I think PCC is only four years. Um, the other divisions have had 31 years of shooters in them. And so that's why they tend to have normalized a little better. And uh, with the addition of these new divisions, you know, people are taking them to an entirely new level of, uh, of ability. And, you know, as, as Zach said, we'll review the scores and um, see what the changes are. And all we can do is make the recommendation. You know, it's, it's Mike and the board that will uh, ratify that uh, recommendation. So don't kill the messenger. Right. Yeah. And, you know, one other thing, you know, we'll point out, too, is that the rules say that we will perform a review. Period. So if we perform our review, we have met our requirement per the rules. There you go. Who knows what will happen. So, so let me ask you this, Zach, and I know there's an approval process and all that kind of stuff is, so let's say this review happens and there's going to be a change or there's going to be no changes. When do you anticipate an announcement, of course, on the Steel Target Pain podcast to be made? Um, Sometime after nationals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting Mike's time right now is, uh, is, a, is a, a commodity that's not available. <laughs> so... I would say I would say at least sometime after after the nationals have finished. This is my opinion, Zach. What do you think? Yeah, because Mike is so busy with with everything with that, and you know, plus you know, we he takes the results of the review and presents it to the board and things like that, and the, then the board you know approves the change, and then we publish it in the rules for the next year. So, you know, got it. All right, so we asked Mike this question, um, and, you know, we've talked a lot about what's been good, but, like, if you had to change one thing, and, and Mike said what he wants to change, but if you, if you could change one thing uh, to improve the match, what do you think that would be? Ah, man, that's a tough question. I mean, because there, there's a lot of little things that we can do to make it better. Um, you know, Mike hit on it where, you know, we didn't have quite the registration staff that we needed to have. Um, you know, so so we're going to work on making that better for next year. Um, oh, I, I know one. Um, 
I won't go monkeying around with what squad starts on what stage because that did present a few little problems when, when they decided that we were going to move Accelerator from where it has been down to the end. So when I set up the match for 2021, um, I did set it up in mind that we're going to have Tent City in the middle and that Accelerator will be down on the end past roundabout. So when you see squatting, you will see that now next year, instead of outer limits being, you know, squad 5, 15, 25, so forth, it's going to be squad 4, 14, 24. Um, and and l let me just mention that, too, because, um, you know, some people say, well, why, why are these squads numbered like this? Basically, all you have to do, is, if everything's lined up the way it should be, is just drop the first number. So if you're on squad number 11, you drop the first number, you start on stage one. Squad 12 starts on stage two, 13 on three, and so forth. I, you know, I try to keep things as simple so I can keep track of it because when you've got a match that's got 10 flights in it, you, know, you kind of have to break it down into simple things. At least I do. Yeah, simple's always better. All right, so uh, that was really good. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I wanted to touch a lot about, you know, what it takes to put on a match this size because, again, like I said, there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are putting on matches. And um, I know, you know, we've, we've done refinement, um, some of it based on, on, on your input and help for the West Florida match. Um, and so uh, I appreciate that. And, and again, it's Zach, Z-A-C-K, at USPSA.org. If you've got any questions, of course, if you don't know that email, how do you not know that email? Because I'm sure you get <laughs> thousands of emails a day, right, Zach? No, only nine ninety nine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and nine ninety eight are from Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I I do get emails from you know match directors and uh, club contacts and things like that asking about this or that or the other. And one of the questions that comes up you know, often is, is like, how in the world do you manage a match like the World Speed Shoot? Because it's so big, it's, it's you know, we, we've set world records for attendance and things like that at the match, and it's, it, what I explained to them is that, okay, we have 10 flights in the match. So look at it, don't look at it over, you know, a, a, an enormous match. Think of it as 10 eight-stage club matches that just so happen to run back to back to back to back over multiple days. And when you break it down into smaller, manageable chunks like that, then it doesn't seem to be so overwhelming. Um, one of the competitors' wives shot it this year, and you know, she was nervous because she's like, oh, it's, it's a big match and all that kind of stuff. And I told them, I said, tell her that don't think of it that way. Think of it as an eight-stage match because that's all you need to worry about is those eight stages when it's your time to shoot. Yeah, good point. And it's the same Great stages. Advice. It's, you know, very different from, say, a USPSA or an IPSC match where, you know, the stages are variable uh, between every match. It's, it's the same eight stages. Um, <laughs> one of the things we talked about, Mike, about, and I hear it every year, and it's always outer limits when people walk up to that and go, this isn't right. This is the stage is set up wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And you, you have to say, stand in the box. Yeah. Target the first target. Okay, now, you know, transition horizontally. Are all the plates there? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe it's not this match that's wrong. Maybe you've been shooting yeah. it wrong this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. another, thing, exactly. another thing to tell them is stand in the box. Okay, now look at the berm. And notice that where we are standing now, how tall the berm is. Now follow that towards the back of the bay. See how it gets smaller and smaller? So that tells you that it's a wedge shape, you know, or a triangle. And uh, so when, when they see that, that also helps them to understand why it looks like the plates are, are, you know, sitting on the ground when, you know, they're a little bit above it. But, you know, Mike hit on it about all the time and effort that goes into uh, the setting up of the stages and things like that. And, and he's not, not joking about that. I mean, we literally get out there with tape measures. Um, he takes one, I take another one, and we measure things out. And, you know, we have a head start because they have the uh, surveyor's whiskers in the ground. And, uh, you know, we would look at that and... and it was funny because Rob was working with us, and, and Mike was telling Rob, says, Rob, that whisker's off by an inch. <laughs> Things like that. I mean, we're that anal about the setup. Um, and uh, so, you know, like he said, one of the things he kept saying while we are doing our setup, he says, world records are set here. And that, that sunk in, and it just showed the importance of what we were doing and the pride that we all took into setting up the match so that everything would be perfect, so that world records can be set there. And they certainly were, plenty of them. Absolutely. All right, well, Steve, anything again. else you thanks want to add, Zach? Yeah, I was just going to say thanks again, Zach, uh, for all your efforts. It was great seeing Zach Jr. I can't imagine, uh, I know you make a little bit light of how much work and effort goes into the World Speed Shoot, but as a competitor, I truly appreciated it. It was smooth, it was painless, and uh, well run, so congratulations, sir. Well, I, I appreciate that, and I, and I really do want to stress that I'm just one of a team. You know, it's, it's myself, the rest of the senior USPSA staff that are there, and, and really the hats off goes to the ROs, because while, you know, they say, oh, Zach, you put on a great match, my job's easy, basically. I push buttons on a tablet most of the day. You know, the ROs are out there making sure that the competitors are having a good, fun, safe event. And I, yeah, I can't thank the ROs enough for what they do. Agreed. Agreed. All right. I wanted to give um, Alex from AMG Labs the, uh, the timers that we used a shout-out because they, they are the bomb. If you haven't ever used them, they're the ones that sync to the tablets through Bluetooth. And so the ROs didn't have to punch in numbers. They simply tapped one button and downloaded the time from the uh, timer onto the tablet. And you know what? Yeah, I'll add something uh, to that. Uh, if you've ever used Practice Score Competitor uh, to pull the match down, when the AMG Lab timer is used, your splits are actually pulled into the match as well. And if you go into a, your division that you're interested in and you see all the stages and there's a bar graph up top, if you touch the bar graph associated with the stage you're looking at, you will actually see your first shot, second, third, fourth, 
hopefully only fifth, but if you go to six or seven, and you're going to see all those splits. So it records all that too. It's quite a quite an uh, impressive feature, and um, I use it for training all the time. So uh, keep an eye out for that as well. Yeah, and Alex is a friend of the podcast. He's been on the podcast, had the opportunity to talk to him down at the West Florida match. He's got some cool things in the work in the works, and you know the part that I appreciate about Alex, what uh, he's doing with AMG, is the innovation that's going on. You know, he's just not out there throwing out a, a timer. He wants something that is going to add value to the competitors and the match staff. And yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool to see where he's at now, and it'll be interesting to see where he's at a year, maybe two years from now, with the innovation if it keeps up at the rate that it is. All right. Well, everybody, thanks again for listening. Uh, hope you got some uh, good information about the World Speed Shoot and setting up matches from Zach, our, uh, our resident stats expert. Um, uh, Zach, thanks yeah, for being on. I, I, I may not ever make GM with the gun, but I damn well think I'm a GM with stats. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck Absolutely. yeah. You're you're 150% GM, okay? How's that? Yeah, we're not going to adjust that peak stage time either. <laughs> Somebody say Club 14? Just saying. Uh, there you go. There you go. All, All right. right. Good seeing you, Zach. All right. Thanks again, yeah. everybody. Bye-bye.